This is the evening edition of the Daily Podcast Practice Show for Friday, February the 18th of 2022. I'm your host, Rich Grimshaw, putting the P in podcasting through relentless daily practice on a turbocharged ride to making podcasting history. It's good to be here practicing my podcasting skills, and I want to thank you for being here with me as I come to the very end of my journey to complete 365 consecutive daily podcast episodes, a journey that I began 363 days ago. And that means that I have just two more. (laughs) Yeah, today's Friday. I'm doing this show And then I've got Saturday, and Sunday will be the last regularly scheduled episode of this podcast. And I won't know the fate of it until a little bit later. The first thing I'm going to do is take a couple of weeks off and do other things, like spend time with my wife. (laughs) I'll have some stats on the last episode that will illustrate just how much of a time suck this has been. It's been, it's been quite a ride. I'm glad I did it. But I'm I'm just not doing it again. Just not. You can find each of these individually wrapped and environmentally friendly and ethically sourced and 100% sustainable podcast episodes over at the website dailypodcastpractice.com. On this day in 1885, Samuel Clemens, better known by his pen name of Mark Twain, published The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn in the United States of America. When I was a youngster, I read a lot of books, and I loved Mark Twain's books, The Adventures of Tom Sawyer, The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, A Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court, and The Celebrated Jumping Frog of Calaveras County. I love those books. I just remember them as being very entertaining. I was able to put myself into them. They were they were accessible to me. They They were not too complicated. And I could empathize with the characters, and I could put myself in the environments where they were, and uh, it was a good escape. I, I enjoyed them. Those those books and uh, Dr. Doolittle. I think I read more Dr. Doolittle books because there were more of them. But I, I read all the Mark Twain stuff, too. Fun fact about this book. It was published in the United Kingdom before it was published in the United States. Yeah, that's right. The U.K. got it in December 1884. And the United States got it three months later, February of 85. I don't know why, but fun fact. Also, on this day in 2022, that would be today, today, as in today, like right now, the United States Coast Guard offloaded over one billion, that's with a B, billion dollars worth of drugs at Port Everglades, Florida. This is from an article posted on the website of G Captain. Dot com written by Mark, no, excuse me, check that, written by Mike Schuler. According to the article, quote, Yesterday, the crew of the Coast Guard cutter James offloaded approximately 54,500 pounds of cocaine and 15,800 pounds of marijuana worth approximately 1.06 billion U.S. dollars. The drugs were interdicted, that means they they got them, they confiscated them, in international waters of the Eastern Pacific Ocean and Caribbean Sea during 23 separate interdictions of suspected drug smuggling vessels by crews from the U.S. Coast Guard, the Navy, 
and international partners. Hmm, I wonder who that would be. International partners. Got me there. The Coast Guard said that the total amount offloaded was the greatest amount of contraband ever interdicted during an Eastern Pacific patrol. The drugs were by crews. The drugs were, I guess they meant to say the drugs were interdicted. <laughs> they use that word a lot. They were taken by crews from the U.S. Coast Guard Cutter James, His Netherlands Majesty's ship Holland, the U.S. Coast Guard Cutter Stone, U.S. Coast Guard Cutter Greaser, Greaser USS Milwaukee, U.S. Coast Guard Cutter Northland, U.S. Coast Guard Cutter Diligence, and U.S. Coast Guard Cutter Margaret Norvell. Wow, that's a lot of ships and a lot of drugs, a lot of contraband. I cannot help but think that we should just make this stuff legal and regulate it. I mean, we tried prohibition a hundred years ago, right? And did it work? Heck no. So what makes us continue to think that prohibiting cocaine and marijuana and other illicit drugs should be any different? If you put some control over the distribution and sale and tax the bejesus out of it, you can use that revenue for treatment. And you have a point of contact for the people who are using it, and you have an opportunity to to help them if they need help. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not encouraging people to use drugs, and I don't think that it's wise to do it. But they don't need my encouragement. They don't need anybody's encouragement. They're going to use them. And we're just stupid if we think we can stop it with criminal consequences. All we do is tighten up the supply. The demand is still there. That means the price goes sky high and all of this money goes to the bad guys. And that's not good. You don't want the money to go to the bad guys because then they do bad things with it. <laughs> and, that, and that is my lesson for today. And that is all for today. By the way, that's, that's a wrap. We're done. Let's put a fork in it because it's done. I'm Rich Grimshaw, and you are invited to join me again tomorrow. Thank you for listening. Thank you.